All right, welcome to the Realtors Playbook. I'm Matt Witte. I'm here with fellow colleague Debbie Lucci. We work at the same office at William Ravis Real Estate in Andover, Massachusetts, and we run our own teams. And Debbie, what is our hot topic for today? So, you know, I've just been thinking about a lot of things lately regarding, you know, everybody think this, thinks this is just such a bad market and probably like 40% of the agents are thinking about leaving the business at least. So, um, you know, one of the stats that 87% of agents don't make it their first year anyway, and now you've got about 40% uh, leaving the business. So I think the agents that are left are going to do extremely well because even if you take the same amount of um, houses that are on the market and you take less agents selling them, you're going to end up with selling more properties. But I wanted to kind of talk about, I've been doing this since 1998, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about through the years, what's happened um, with 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 my career and, and through the years and what you had to do and how things are so different. So I was talking to one of the coaches yesterday and he said, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's a difficult year. I said, I'm sorry. I just don't think it's that difficult. I said, I went through the recession. It's, and he said, you know, yeah. And the interest rates were probably about the same back then. And I said, yeah, they were probably about the same. I said, and we were talking, but the difference during the recession you didn't have buyers that wanted to buy houses. You had some sellers that had the homes on the market. So first of all, what you would do, and I feel the recession started July 4th week of 2005, right there. Because <laughs> I, I think when you're a real estate agent and you're working full time and you're on the street, you can feel it. You can feel the change happen. So that's even before other people are out there, you can feel that change happen. And I remember at that time I had 14 listings and nothing was selling and everything went to a halt. And uh, the difference was then that you would go out and interview and you could maybe sell one house out of five because the people didn't, they owed more on the houses and they could afford to sell them for. And that's not the case now. Okay. So it's, 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 it's totally different. So it's, you, you've got a lot of buyers out there still. So it's a good seller's market. It was not a seller's market before. You, even if you got that one house, you'd put it on the market maybe three months. And then the home inspection would be painful. I mean, everything would be painful all the way to the closing table. And the poor sellers, you know, they were, they were dying during that time. So it was really a buyer's market at that time. It turned. It turned in 2005 from a seller's market. And so think about, too, we're pricing homes now in today's market. Today's market is still going up. What if you had to price houses in 2005 to 2012 when the recession was and the market was going down? You had to try to convince that seller, look, I know John Smith over there sold that house for 550, but that was three months ago and the market's gone down. And if we don't price this house accordingly, we're going to chase it further down. It, so it was a whole different ball game than it is now. So Matt, when did you start selling real estate? In 2010. And, I, and yeah. so you know how that goes. You're, you're an expert buyer's agent when you start. <laughs> so I got in at a good time to, to yeah. represent buyers, you know, because there was a lot of stuff there. There was a lot of stuff sitting. But I will tell you this, just like you kind of mentioned, where you said people were kind of upside down and they couldn't sell. 
there were a lot of short sales and I learned how to navigate short sales and short sales are really good because they're really nasty uh, in terms of the uh, getting through the whole process. It's really difficult. It's not a standard sale. And they're all different, but it's such a good opportunity for your buyer. So I felt like we were always going after short sales. And I remember an agent and I, there was a listing agent out in Wenham and we got this, this buyer got this great, great deal uh, on this property, a distressed property. And I remember the listing agent and I wheeling the oven on a dolly out of the basement because the fire department said, get it out of there. (laughs) So, you know, it was just a different, it was a different market at that time, but, but there was some great opportunities. See, I was a listing agent at that time, so I was getting the crap beaten out of me. In the poor sellers, I felt so bad for them. So I really enjoy a seller's market. I, I, I feel no remorse. But the recession was totally different than it is now. So that's why I think in this, in this market right now, I think the cream of the crop of the agents are going to rise to the top. And I think it comes down to doing basics. And I think you have to pivot. I think if you're going to have any type of longevity in this career, if you can't pivot, you better have people around you that can help you pivot. You know, and I, we found that during COVID. So, all right. So let's, let's mention another uh, catastrophe in, in, in the 25 years, the mother's day storms. Okay. So you get, you have all these listings on the market. The next thing you know, all their basements are flooded. Okay. So, you know, this is, great for buyers. You're going to come in, you're going to find out, oh yeah, this house gets water or no, it doesn't get water. But the poor sellers, they put the house on the market and then they, you know, some of them had, you know, feet of water. It was one of those events where, you know, you remember where you were when you, you heard about the situation. You, you just never mm-hmm. forget. Do you remember Main Street by Balmoral was totally shut down because mm-hmm. it was the street was totally flooded. So okay. what, I think the Balmoral building flooded out, right? Didn't all the furnaces yes. flooded out? Yeah. The first level flooded out. So, yep. you know, all right. So, you you know, as a real estate agent, I'm sorry. You, 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 you know, I, you know, this stuff, this, this it's going to happen. And, and it's going to happen again. All right. So one more. All right. This is a good Boston story here. So <laughs> the storm of 2015. Remember there was parking lots where the snow was still out there till June if they piled it, it up was, enough. It was like a hundred inches of snow in right. the shortest amount of time. All right. So think about it. You get a house you put on on Primo Street. You could put that house on for a dollar in February. Nobody could get out to see it. So you have to be prepared that these things are going to kind of happen. And then you got to think about too, what happens when the snow goes away? Everybody and his brother is coming on the market. Everybody needs roofers, landscapers. I mean, they had ice dams all over the place. You know, so it was like the agent that could get a hold of these people the quickest and get them out there and get prepared, you know, was making bank. But the spring market didn't start until I remember Mm mid-May. You know, so, so if you were sitting there and, you know, you had a long winter and you weren't having any closings, you better prepare for that sometimes. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah, you yeah. got to say to yourself, okay, all right, it's this. There's a hundred feet of snow out there. What I can't change that. What am I going to do? So, it was really the people I think that could get a hold of um, their vendors and and that had connections and that could really, you know, help these sellers and get out there at that time. 
Right, so so that's, the thing to do. that's the thing to do, like you said, is to help. How do you help these people? You right. know what I mean? You know, like like harassing expires. It's probably not the time to do it at that point. <laughs> you know, it's how can I right. help you? You need a roofer. Do you need a plow? You know, do you need my son? He works for free. Right. Your son always works for free, that poor kid. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we're not breaking any child labor laws here with this. <laughs> so, all right. One more. 9-11. Tuesday morning, we're out on caravan seeing all the new properties. Oh, God. I remember this young family called me. They lived on Birch Road in Andover. They called me Labor Day weekend. I had an ad in the paper, and they're like, I bet if any girl's working on Labor Day weekend, it's going to be this girl. <laughs> so they saw my ad, and I went out to the house, and they already bought a house in New Hampshire, and they had three small kids. And... um the house came on the market and started to show the day of 9-11 and they had already bought another house. And my, uh, that, that is my picture in time. I was at the house of 9-11. I saw the TV, everything stopped and the market just changed. It just, it froze mm -hmm. and it, it, nothing was moving. I, it was like the the world was like paralyzed. And I remember this one gentleman, William Kelsey, coming up from Texas. And it was January. I loved that kid. He would, you know, he was great driving around in the snow. It was like we were like flying around in January. This is right after 9-11. So I was all over this guy because there weren't a lot of buyers out there buying. And I remember he closed in March. And um, he bought the house in North Andover in March. And then for some reason, he had to sell it by August. And I remember he bought it in March. And by August, it had already gone up $40,000. That's how much the market had shifted yeah. after 9-11. It was amazing. It's amazing to watch some of these trends and see what happens with them. Right. Yeah, that was frightening. I remember I was, a, I was teaching back then. I know you know that. And I was in the classroom and and uh, there was an announcement that uh, a plane had crashed into one of the towers. And and, and you know, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what a horrible accident, what a horrible accident. And right. then we turned the TVs on and obviously we figured out what's going on back then. But um, I was just a normal homeowner at the time and I, I felt horrible. But, uh, you know, people people in this country were starting to panic, you know, like we're going to go to World War. The economy's going to, you know, potentially tank and everything's going to freeze and. This family had to take a lot of price reductions to sell that house because the market just wasn't moving. I my heart broke for these people. You know, they right. they 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 bought that house first. I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna predict something like that? You know, he financially can hold the other house, but for how long? How long right. can you hold two houses with three kids? You know, it was a lot. All right, so what about the gas explosions in Andover? <laughs> Yeah, How you that was worse. <laughs> you, you can't do anything. And I had, in my opinion, I had, well, actually, it wasn't my opinion. It was a fact. I had the most expensive, nicest listing I've ever had in my career. And I was so proud, so proud. And I was like, oh, I get to work with these great people. And just literally, boom, just like that. And, and it was, it was like a 10%. We ended up dropping it 10% and selling it because we couldn't get rid of it. People weren't looking at houses. Um, it was a disaster, you know. So, 
But now, Matt, how long did those gas explosions? I mean, I know the actual explosion wasn't, you know, long, but the the repercussions from that, it was months. People didn't have heat for months. And when did that happen? That happened, didn't it happen in September, like September? Yeah, it happened yeah. in September, October time. Actually, September it was. Yep, it was in September. And I remember I was driving with my son and, and he was he was pretty little at the time. He's looking around, oh, there's fire trucks everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, it's fire trucks yeah. everywhere. And then all of a sudden it was gridlock and you couldn't move. And then it got, you know, we who, we didn't know what had happened. Um, but we had left our house for three days and stayed in a hotel. And we came back, we had oil heat, so we were lucky. But everyone, you know, a lot of, most of the town's on gas, so everything was shut down, right? I mean, and it, and it got cold quick. Right, so I, I think about how that affects the real estate market too. I mean, you know, I, I remember interviewing this woman and she had gas, heat, and uh, you know, how are you gonna do a home inspection? Now it's gonna start to get cold. I mean, you know, what, what you know, so the, there's a number of things they were talking about that really, you gotta be open to it. It's gonna happen. It, yeah. It, things will happen. That was um, something that was just really in, in our area that we experienced. but. The great side of that afterwards was we have a new furnace. We have a new hot water tank. We have all these new things because of the gas explosion that we got these replaced. So you know, there always seems to be like a little bit of a silver lining afterwards like that. Yeah, that was the that, that was the good news there at that point. Yeah. We were like we were actually happy we had oil because nobody I mean, nobody calls me or you, I'm just, I'm looking for oil heat. Right. You know, it's usually like, oh, I have oil. Oh, that's thanks. It's more expensive. You know, right. oil heat became desirable that year. Right. Yeah, so you you get a huge selling point there if you're an oil oil house. <laughs> and um, the one that scared me the most, though, I think out of everything, even even I think more than the recession, um, I, I think I didn't look up during the recession. I just worked. I just I, I wasn't. I was just like I was like a horse coming out of a gate with the blinders because I just had to, I had to make money to feed the kids. So I, I wasn't looking any outside. The one that scared me the most, because now the kids were on their own, was COVID. I think was because I think in the beginning of COVID, now I had a team. Now I was I was responsible for a lot of people, and then I felt felt responsible for their families. And you know, I was sitting there, and I'm, I'm looking for this answer, and I'm saying to myself, you know, it's one of those things where you start looking up at the ceiling in the middle of the night, you know, and, and, and that's what you're doing. I remember um, the market was going backwards. People were pulling their houses off. Mm-hmm. I remember I had one house under agreement and the buyer thought the market was gonna tank. So he negotiated with the seller for the price to go down right when COVID hit. Right. And I remember too, I'm, I'm looking at my admin staff and I'm really looking at how other businesses are handling their employees. And I'm seeing a lot of people lay off their employees and there was no money, there was no money. It was pulling the other way. People were pulling the houses off. So it was backwards. And, and I remember sitting, uh, I, I probably made like a permanent dent in my dining room chair from sitting there and just getting in front of the computer and calling and calling and calling and just past clients. How you doing? Th- things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but I remember trying to look for this solution should I lay the admin off? Because I, 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 you know, had money in payroll. I keep like a account and I don't look at it. Um, and I'm like, how long can that last? And thank God I kept him because it it went backwards and then it went up just like that. 
Do you remember some of the houses you had on at the beginning of COVID? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was not it was nuts. Like every, everything halted for it seemed like six weeks Oof. from March 2020, and then it was just an out of control insanity. You know, I remember calling the vendors because I like you have a lot of money. You know, going out. You know, calling you know Realtor.com and this and the CRM systems and this and this and that, you know and that like what what are we doing because we're right. under contract but they know that contract didn't mean anything you know right. like honestly and during a pandemic good luck you know right. and they were actually all the vendors that I work with were really good that they were you know said most of them said we'll put a pause on it for ninety days would that be helpful of course it'll be helpful. You know, and we didn't need that pause uh, for the full 90 because it just was, right. was not. I actually went in the other direction. I started negotiating with some uh, to, to get some more leads coming in, in for the team because I was just I was scared for them. And so I, I started negotiating with other companies and getting some business coming in. But it was amazing to me. This is what I mean about this business. You've got to pivot. You've got to change. You've got to think outside the box. It's going to happen. So I remember 22 Bannister was on the market. Okay. Mm -hmm. This, um, this person's mom had passed. So this house was vacant. So mm -hmm. it was no big deal if people were in there. We, we really, you know, it was new when COVID was hitting, we really didn't have um, open houses. And I remember the, the line out the door for that house. I mean, there was a lot, there was, pregnant women and I'm just like, oh my God, what the heck? And I remember um, the creativity of some of these agents and those are the agents that are gonna make it. I remember this woman came up and this is the first time I have had seen it. I've seen it since, but it, this was really, I thought, brilliant on her part. And the house was on the market for 499, 499. Can you imagine in Andover 499? So it was on the market, it needed a lot of work. It was a ranch. And um, it was $4.99, and she gave me an offer, and the offer said that she would offer full price, escalate $5,000 over any other offer, no home inspection, no financing, and uh, she would want 30 minutes for the buyer to approve the price of that, uh, what the house is going to escalate to. And it was in a form that was written up. And that was the first time I had seen that. And I'm like, geez, she's good. You know, mm -hmm. she's thinking outside the box and she just buried every other agent that came in with an offer. She did a really good job. So I, I kind of admired her for that, you know, and I think that that's what these agents have to think about right now when, when they're talking about, they think this market's bad, this stuff that's going to happen again, it's going to, I mean, so you think about during my career, I've been doing this 25 years. This is just my, our little area. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, not even including today, six instances where the real estate changed on a dime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to have that mental awareness of of um, um, of not crumbling when those things happen. And and I've said I've said it before. Like you have five minutes to complain, and I'm not talking about catastrophic events. I'm talking about you know if you didn't get a contract or something minor, you yeah. know. But you have to get used to whatever the situation is. You know, like you, you reach out, you help people, and all that. But you can't you know wallow in your sorrows of of um, the fact that you didn't have heat, you know, for a few days during a gas explosion, which was catastrophic, um, 
you know, I think it was terrible that we had one person pass away locally, but it was nothing like 9-11. And, 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 you know, it's like, like you said, you do need to pivot quickly. But, you know, the best thing, I think, when you have situations like this, and that's why, I mean, I have to be honest with you, you know, I started out as a single agent and now, um, you know, I'm with a team. We have quite a few agents and great admin staff. You know, I don't know how to do everything. I, I don't like when I remember when COVID hit, um, you know, I was used to doing a lot of paper. You know, I would be used to walking into the office and I would see whiteboards all over the place. And that's where I knew I could tell what was going on with transactions and things like that. And you had a change on a dime how you did business. And if it wasn't for the capable admin staff that we have, I there's no way I would have been able to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I've got... I've got, you know, Adam with technology. I've got Christine with, you know, graphics and, and, you know, Google Sheets. And and between the two of them, they're so creative that, you know, really what I do is I tell them, you know, this is what I want. And and, and, and they, they, they figure it out, you know, what we need. But I can't even imagine being a single agent during COVID um, trying to figure all these things out by yourself. That's a lot. Oh, it is. It's a ton. And, and, and we take this podcast... And it goes to Adam, Christine, Alexa, you know, the admin marketing staff, whatever. And they put it, they put it, you know, everywhere, right? They, they take care of the editing. Um, you know, they, they make sure that it's, it's, it's on Apple podcast. Now there's my, our plug for that. It's on yeah. Spotify now. So give us a review. Um, but they do all that back end stuff, you know, that imagine like you had, like you said, imagine you had laid off your staff and then it had turned. And then obviously you'd want to, you'd probably feel terrible, like, oh, I want to get them back, but maybe they moved on. And then, oh my goodness, you know, that would have been, that would have been just horrible to deal with. Yeah. I honestly don't, I honestly attribute uh, the team running to the, to the admin staff. I really do. Because I think that if they didn't, if they didn't pivot and change and um, you know, one of the things that I love about our team, and I know you're the same too, is. I, I love the co- collaboration between people. I just, I, I thrive on that stuff that, you know, you learn so much from other people, like, you know, some of the technology we have. And I mean, my God, computers came out. I don't want to date myself, but when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. All the, all the resources we have, I honestly believe this, and don't, this isn't any any knock to the colleges that I went to. I, I've learned. <laughs> I've learned more in, in probably one year by digging through uh, real estate podcasts, um, YouTube channels, collaborating oh. uh, with you, my coach, Tristan. I know you have coaches, Al Philippone, like this collective group of, of what is education in my mind. That's that's nearly free of charge, which is an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually coach with a couple of different people. One of, you know, one of my favorites besides L2 is, you know, I love Sims coaching up in, in Canada. Um, you know, I'm probably the oldest person in the group, but I, I don't care. I mean, he's 40 years old. I find him fascinating. I find him, um, I, he's so smart. Um, and I, and I love the way he runs his company and team. And, um, yeah. I, I think he's got a big heart and I love, I love the collaboration with him too. I, I enjoy that a great deal. It's fun. And if you hear some of their stories, they're great. So Tristan Armada is my coach of Lab Code Agents. And he, he was telling this great story that um, when he was a young man, he was mar- married and living at home 
and with his parents and just was like, is this what my life is going to be? And, um, and it just turns upside down. You know, it's, 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 it's a cool thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is amazing. I think um, uh, when I was watching uh, Jason's story a little bit yesterday, he outlined some things that had happened to him and how he got started and where he was when he got started. And I looked at the top three lines and I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly what happened to me. Only he was eighty thousand dollars in debt. I only was 40. So I was ahead of the game <laughs> when I walked in. But I, I think, know. you That's know, good for I, people to hear that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you know? can do it. If, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I know like, you know, I, like I know you offer a lot of training now too. I think we offer a lot of training. I, I know we offer a lot of training now and I, and you know, we didn't have that as much as single agents. The boys from Prudential did a great job. Don't get me wrong. I love those boys and will always love those boys. Uh, I did learn a lot from them, but th- there's so much more. The technology is you know, they, we didn't have dot loop back then. We didn't have, uh, you know, CRM programs back then, Sky Slope, you know, it, it, all these, this technology that these agents have to learn on top of, you know, just being a real estate agent, you know, I mean, like social media, it's Zilla wasn't even around when I first started. So, it, you know, I learned kind of gradually, but these agents have to, you know, hit the ground running right now. And so um, I think it's important that they do get good training. But I think if they if if you're I think the whole point of this podcast with me is if you think this is a blip, it's, there's another one down the road coming and you got to prepare. You got to get used to it and you got to pivot. And that's what makes the um, the cream rise to the top as far as the real estate agents concerned. So, um I'm not worried about the market. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's and there's so many great resources now that you can just get on YouTube. You know, to, if if I ever feel like I'm in the dumps, I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll just watch a Tony Robbins video. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get back on track. You know, that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, you have no choice. That's it. No. If you want no. if you want to do business and, and you know for your clients, you have no choice. You got to get back on track for your clients. Yeah. It's so true. I, were, I was talking to the team about how, what a slow first quarter we had, and we we ramped it up, and and we, we had a very very strong last three quarters. But it's easy to get down in the first quarter and say, oh, it's just you know, it's just the market. Oh, people aren't selling. Oh, the rates, you know, and you got to get over that as fast as possible. You well, know, I think it's it those little micro things that happen. I think you're going to start it on. You're going to start on it now for the first quarter. You're working oh, we're, now. Yeah. Oh. We, Right. Yeah. And and that I think was our at least I say my error. I was I was getting flooded with calls last year. And mm-hmm. then I, I if I look back, December I was probably burned out. I was probably like I need to I need to chill a little bit. And then yeah. that cost the first quarter. That's just how it goes. Right. And you learn you right. learn from that. So right. there's these little things that happen uh that aren't major, you know, catastrophic events, but it's one of those things you got to say, all right, it's over. Now move on. Now we have to really get after it. So, so Matt, um, you, you had a good subject you want to talk about next week. What, what, what was the, the subject matter you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So week? I want to, and we'll talk next week, hopefully about what, what should realtors be doing right now? Because the lot, mm. you know, learn, learn from what I just said to you, you shouldn't be hanging around saying, I'm going to relax right now. I had a, you know, mm. I had a good year. And uh, like Debbie mentioned, everything we do now is going to be what results in the first quarter. Yeah. That's a good subject. 
Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we'll see everybody next week. So definitely go to Apple and Spotify and give us a review. We are thick skinned. We don't care what you say in terms of whether it's good or bad. Just give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, <laughs>